Hello, hello, everybody. Cheers and welcome to With Her Two Hands, your weekly live stream where we get to celebrate the women of the world who are makers, fixers, builders, uh, the women who help do all the things that help make the world go round. Today, we have an amazing guest. Uh, she started rebuilding carburetors when she was just 13 years old, now owns her own business and employs a number of her girlfriends. Very cool situation. I'm really excited to meet her. And um, I got to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Drive Time, for helping make this series possible. I am your host, Bogey, and I'm super thrilled to be joined today by Miss Riley. Now, you may have heard of her on social media. Uh, she goes by Riley's Rebuilds, which is the name of her company. And she went kind of viral about a year ago um, and has just garnered a ton of support from the industry for what she's doing and can you blame the industry for being so supportive of what she's doing doing all of this at just 17 years old i'm really excited to bring her on um i do have to say um really big thank you as i said to our sponsor drive time uh, they are a huge supporter of bringing women into the trades, bringing all people into the trades, but specifically women and creating opportunities, helping them find their home um, and creating career opportunities for them. So uh, check them out if you're not familiar with them. And for now, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Miss Riley and introduce her to you all. Hello, hello. Hi. How, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so excited. <laughs> I am too. I'm like, I'm like, we've been jittery all day. <laughs> oh, well, you have so much going on. So much going on. My goodness. Are you totally overwhelmed by it? A little, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, what can you do? It's, it's a good overwhelm. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's um, a yes. really good overwhelming feeling. So. Absolutely. Well, introduce yourself to the fine folks at home. Tell us uh, in, in your own words, quick nutshell of, of who you are, where are you living, what do you do, all that good stuff. Okay, so I'm Riley. Um, I'm 17 years old. I started my own carburetor rebuilding service uh, a couple years ago, and it went viral about a year ago, and that's when I brought in four of my best friends, they're all girls, so we're all 17, to work in the garage. So now it's our full-time job. We do it twice a week, um, hopefully three times a week going into summer, um, and we're located south of Tampa, Florida. Amazing. Perfect. I love it. Okay, so all right, carburetors, 13, like this is not most 13. When I was 13, I was babysitting. I was mowing lawns. Like that was my like way to make side money. Um, but carburetors, like how did that, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. So my dad's always been like in the hobby of cars. Uh, it's kind of been a side hustle or a side job for him. Um, and at the age of 13, I was like, dad. I kind of want to build a car somewhat, like get it done. Um, can you get me like something crazy? Like I was going like RX-7s, Porsches. Like I was going like crazy. Oh, right? you want to be fancy. Oh, I wanted to be fancy. <laughs> I wanted one of the tuners. I wanted to be fancy, right? Um, and he was like, okay, how are you going to afford that? I was like, what? You're not going to buy me my first car? He was like, no. 
um, and in yeah, Florida. Yeah, parenting done right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. I say that is one thing that parents should do is make their kids buy their own car. Um, he made me a deal. He said he'd match anything that I made. So that was Very that nice. was nice of him. Um, but at 13 in Florida, we can't work. So the youngest um, that a uh, minor can work is at 14. And that's okay. minimum wage at Publix. So that was like, I wouldn't have made enough to buy a car at that age, especially at the age I wanted to, to rebuild a car and also like get all the parts and the body and all that, right? Yeah. So he was like, go into the garage. I have hundreds of parts because like I said, he did a bunch of car projects, hundreds of parts, go find something in the garage to uh, clean up and resell, right? Okay. So go into the garage, see a carburetor on the shelf. It was off of one of his old trucks. And I was like, how much does that make if I rebuild it, clean it? And he was like, oh, 200 to $300. And I was like, okay, that is, that, that's good. We like that. Okay. Um, and so Did you know what me, it was? No. Okay. You, I didn't so know you what like... it was for like two years into doing them. <laughs> I was just like working with my hands. I was just doing something. Um, <laughs> were you like, always, I, I got to... I gotta slow you down a little bit. I gotta know, like, were you always interested in mechanical stuff, like taking things apart and putting them back together? Were you always hanging out with dad, or like, was this just purely a, uh, all right, I need to make money, and then then this thing started? No, my dad was a stay at home dad, so I was always okay. in the garage with him uh, okay. when I was younger. So like, that's where we say I love the smell of gasoline from all the chemical okay. smells and all that. Um, and I'd always like be the tool hold, the tool holder and tool passer mm -hmm. to him. And then yep. when I was about six or seven, um, we were doing one of his um, cars and he'd like put tape under the car and like let me like roll under and like distract me with it and everything. So I think I would say I was always in like Stanmore mechanical and then um, okay. middle school. Um, I... I had dyslexia when I was younger, so I didn't have really good grades, like, at all. I didn't know how to read till like, a really later age, like, third oh, or wow. fourth grade. Um, I didn't know how to really spell well till fifth grade. I didn't know the basics. I kind of just faked it all. Um, and then my parents got me diagnosed. Um, and then I had tutors every single day um, that were teaching me the basics all over again. I had a specialist for dyslexia. Um, and so then I learned to, like, really enjoy math and science. Um, towards middle school, I got into TSA, which was our our like building and like engineering program in middle school. Oh, okay, very and then, cool. Um, <laughs> I went out of middle school, and it kind of stuck. I really wanted to be like that girl that like built her car, or, like <laughs> the stereotypical like cool hot rod or cool tuner. So. I love it. There's nothing stereotypical about that, though. Like, it's not the, I mean, I think it's becoming more the norm. And you tell me, like, in your age group, is it more normal to hear, like, girls wanting to to have a cool car and build their own car? Or is it still, like, are you still the odd, odd girl out? Definitely the oddball. I mean, like, we have, um, Katie and I are probably the only, like, major souped up cars. Um, okay. But... I would say like more here, it's definitely more male dominated, but it's also more truck dominated because okay. I live in Florida in the South, I do a lot of squatters, do a lot of like lights, a lot of lifts, um, mm -hmm. really big trucks, um, sometimes really obnoxious trucks, <laughs> but that is a, that's a big culture in Florida. Um, yes. 
and then I don't know. That, I wouldn't say that a lot of girls like it. I say more girls would like be into the older trucks, but I was also, I grew up in a very male, like prominent because my dad was a stay-at-home dad. Um, I also like went to wrestling with him because he was a wrestling coach. So like I okay. would be with all the boys in high school, like wrestling them at six. Um, and then <laughs> I was always in the garage and like grew up with like getting dirty, going out to the camping grounds, hunting, like all of that. So um I don't know. I just like I gravitated more towards like, oh yeah, let me be a football player. Oh yeah, let me be a wrestler. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that me... makes total sense. Yeah. So. Did it ever like were 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 other kids ever like weird to you about it or did it just was it a non-issue? Um I'd say yes, but that's also because I go to a prestigious school um where it's like okay. Teslas and and Corvettes and really nice cars that that's why you wanted all the fancy cars got it (laughs) so like I would say yeah but I also have like there's an underappreciation for a lot of it especially like some of um some of the girls will come up to me and like appreciate me about it and like ask me to come to the garage and like obviously I'm like oh my gosh yes come in like we'll teach you all of it um and then I'm like the person everybody goes to and they have car problems so all the teachers know me for it. So they'll be like, yeah, my, when I step on my brakes, like stuff, some stuff I don't know. Like some stuff I don't know. Like when I step on the brakes of my like 2021 Bronco, it like makes a weird squealing sound. And I'm like. You're like, hold oh, up. Do you have a carburetor? I can help you with that. Yeah. Or it'll be like the people at school don't know how to change a tire. So they come get me or like their battery is, um. They need a jump start or something like that. So that's so like, everybody awesome. knows me for it. Um, yeah, but but I love that that like makes you cool versus like people being like, oh, that's weird. Oh, in my brain, I'm the coolest person in the world. Um, you are the coolest. <laughs> person in the world. It's not just in your brain. Newsflash: you're like pretty badass. Um, <laughs> Thank you. No well, joke. I think, I, I, I think everybody could theory, agree, but it's okay because the weird thing is like. Or the people that know me, but then like people on the road, I get like I I have a soundboard system in my car, so it's like okay. when little kids are next to me, I'll like do a little roar or something on the soundboard, and like just like those like laughters and like giggles like make my day more than like what the bad like people <laughs> say. So I don't know. I feel I like you are more. such an old soul. Have you been told that before? Like you are so much older than you are, if that makes sense. I I, I get told I'm mature with like a kid side. Uh, yeah it's perfect <laughs> it's perfect I mean I'm talking to somebody who could totally be my daughter and yet I totally feel like we could also be like really great friends <laughs> I just I adore you um okay so you teased about your car making roar noises you could tell people about your car <laughs> what is that you finally bought because you didn't buy a fancy car although it's you made it fancy but yeah. you did not buy the Porsche you did not buy the whatever you got what did you get so this is because of my mom, right? So my mom was no speeding, no texting, no more than one person in the car. So that means something that can't go above 80 miles per hour, a stick so you don't text, and a two-door so you can't really fit anybody in the back of your car. So that kind of led us. And then she also wanted a roll cage because every teenager gets in their every teenager gets to gets into an accident and you just hope like it's not a bad accident. Um, and a big thing that my mom had when she was younger was a Jeep. 
and she was driving and she was, it was rainy, it was slick. Um, and she was like five miles per hour and she flipped over. And like wow. the only reason why like she probably didn't get like crushed was because she had a roll cage. Um, so she was very big on like getting something sturdy, metal strong. And then my dad was like, stick. Yes. I want my daughter to drive stick. Um, and then the two doors was kind of just like an extra add in thing. So we decided to go on a Jeep with the old um, theme, the 95. So it was a 1995 YJ manual. Um, it was ugly blue. It was rat infested. It was, it was Facebook marketplace car. Okay. <laughs> um, and we bought it for about two grand. Um, and then came home. We actually drove it home. It was really nice. sketchy, but we drove it home. Um, okay. And then we started working on it from there. And COVID hit like just as we bought it. So uh, we had a buddy that had a lift that did a lot of the stuff, have, had connections into the, all the auto shops and everything. So like we were in there all the time at his like um, home. He had like a bunch of acres. Nice. Um, and my dad and I were building the car, painting the car, and we turned it into a Jurassic Park Jeep. So that was like the only, that was like, cause I wanted a cool car and <laughs> we were like, what do we paint it? What do we make it? What color do we make it? Um, and we were around the table with my brother and his friend and his friend was like, you know, what would be cool. You know what would get all the guys' attentions? Jurassic Park Jeep. And I was like, actually, that's a really good idea. So that's how we kind of stuck with it. And then my dad looked further into it and this whole, this, this, this whole like motor pool, um, like account on Facebook that's like okay. all over the world. It has all the stencils, all the paint colors. Um, it oh, makes cool. it so it's not like copyrighted. Um, and so it's 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 so much fun. And then I like you can get the Universal for free if you like are like, hey, I'm coming to Universal, have Jurassic Park Jeep, and then like they'll put it in the exhibit. And so oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, I can't really get to Universal from where I am, <laughs> but the idea that I could have a free Universal day, it's there. <laughs> You haven't done it yet? No, I can't get my Jeep to Universal. It's a three-hour drive. Come on. You're, <laughs> like, in the process of taking over the world, and you can't do a three-hour drive. Okay, listen. Probably now I can because we are okay. modifying the Jeep for Jeep Beach in Daytona this okay. weekend or next oh, nice. weekend. Okay. Um, and we got a lot of sponsors, like Crown sponsoring us, Um and Quadrajet, um, whoa, Quadratech, Quadratech, <laughs> um, and a couple other like companies, um, are sponsoring for the Jeep nice. and then also for the Fairlane. So they're all like reaching out, and then we have like Auto Crafters is helping us out and everything. So really like good companies are reaching out, and so we've been doing a lot of uh Jeep and Fairlane parts and everything. So hopefully, we'll get that all out to um the Daytona event. Very cool. Okay, so you start doing carburetors kind of by chance, right? You found this thing that was worth some money and you're like, all right, sweet, I'm gonna do that because I wanna make money to build my Jeep. You build this badass Jeep. Um, COVID probably wound up being a little bit of a blessing, gave you time to do all of this and be really yeah. involved in the process. But how did it, like, when did this transition from a, a girl in her garage doing what she needed to do to scrape together enough money to build her dream car like what because right now you're like blowing up how did that happen <laughs> so 
we, I've always kind of brought in friends to help just because I was doing like two to three to four a week. Um, But it wasn't like online, really. It was us going to people to buy them off of Craigslist, Facebook, Marketplace, eBay. Um, And because I was doing soccer for traveling, I was always traveling. So like we were able to go everywhere. So like in carburage didn't like really like go away. Um, And then I stopped for a bit. I was like 14, 15. I didn't really need extra money. I wasn't really going out because of COVID. So it wasn't necessary for me to be like needing gas or anything. I couldn't drive at the time. Um, turned 16, started up a little bit because I needed gas money. Um, and then I tore my shoulder, my shoulder labrum. So I had to get surgery on that. Um, and I was out for two, three months. Oh, so wow. I wasn't really driving. I wasn't doing work. Um, and then the first day I got back to driving, I got into a car accident. Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> I actually hit Dagny, who works with us now. So I was driving a little too close to her and uh, obviously maybe texting and driving and just didn't stop in time. Hit her, um, totaled her car. Oh, my God. No, totaled it. We were going like 15 miles an hour. But because my Jeep has a push bar and is a tank, it totaled her car. Like completely smashed it in. And you're still friends. Oh, yeah. She loves me. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Um, no. Um, so I had to pay for everything. So all the expenses, obviously my fault. I pay for everything. Um, mm-hmm. Fair. So that was 10 K in expenses. So, oh and you're 16. Yes. So okay. obviously my father helped me out, fronted the money and then told me I had to pay him back over the next couple months. So started up the business again, got nice. like really into it. Um, and then Dagny and a couple of the girls were working at subway jobs like here and there. They'd come into the garage sometimes. I'd bring some other guy friends or other friends into the garage to help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got to a point where like I was getting a little bit too many. Like I was good kind of handling it. It was just like I didn't want to be in the garage 24-7. So I brought in Dagny um, and Katie for uh, uh, most of the time. And then for summer, it was summertime, we all went to Michigan. Right. As a as a girl's trip. Um, And I was going on the airplane and coming back. I was like, I'm running out of carburetors. I need to send out like a request. So I just post on Facebook like, hey, like this is who I am. This is what I do. If you have any old carburetors laying around, I don't care what like condition they're in. I need extra parts when people do bring them in. Um, If you want to send them to me, I'll buy them from you, whatever needs to be done. And I get on the airplane. Right no wi-fi we get we land still no wi-fi we're in michigan in the middle of nowhere michigan um we get to the house and i get wi-fi and i instantly get like 30 missed calls like 20 (laughs) messages my dad's like blowing up my phone not even just just, my dad is like an extra like like 15 right oh my god riley the thing's going viral so that that little um snippet went viral on um facebook um, that had, I don't even know how many shares, but it had like 3 million views and a bunch of interactions so over like everybody's platforms. Um, and we like kind of just grabbed the tiger by its tail. Um, my <laughs> address was out on the page at the time. So it was my personal number. So that's how that all got crazy. Um, and I was still in Michigan. I'd be in Michigan for the next week. 
My dad was gone for some trip for his job. And my mom started getting packages, like hundreds. Oh, wow. So by the time I got back from Michigan, we had over 300 packages of, like, tools, merch, carburetors, parts, all this stuff. Like, it was crazy. My mom was bringing wheelbarrows out to the mailman. (laughs) Like, he didn't have to bring up, like, tens of carburetors up. Because they were kind of heavy. (laughs) <laughs> um, so we started piling in all the carburetors and then all the girls got home um, and we talked to all the parents and all the parents agreed that the girls could quit their full-time jobs and come work for me. So then that's how I all the girls came in. Um, and then we kind of just haven't stopped since. It's a really Amazing. good like system that we've created. We do two times a week for like two hours, three hours okay. tops if we're doing any like social media stuff. Um and the girls make what they need to make. So amazing, amazing. Did they? I mean, were you just totally floored by the response that you got about this post? Like, yeah, you didn't definitely. expect this at all. No, not at all. <laughs> that that's the whole like process of this, and that's why like I think a lot of people enjoy it more is because I didn't like try and become famous it wasn't like something I was attempting to do I didn't really like look into going into social media I was just like minding my own business like in my hometown (laughs) garage you know um and it it was awesome and it wasn't even like men appreciating it really I mean yes obviously men but like it was like a lot of women like so many women It, it wasn't even like mechanical women it was like like women of husbands that are the mechanics and they're like, we appreciate it so much. Like you are like the next generation. Like this is amazing. Like love what you're doing. Um, And then also like a big thing for me is like, like I said, I grew up in a more male dominated like household almost. So I'm very like tomboy. So I like, I'm not like bathing suit pictures on Instagram and all that. So like nobody could find anything on me. So they're like, we love your wholesomeness. We love like you as you. um like baggy clothes like messy hair like I yell at my dad all the time for posting the most ridiculously ugly photos and he's like Riley it's you (laughs) I'm like what What?" (laughs) he's like Riley this is what you look like when you wake up okay this is what people (laughs) want to see like I'm like oh (laughs) okay so but I think that was just, like, how it all kind of started, how it all got, like, there. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was just like, my friends and I in the garage having fun. Like, we talked all the time. Like, and it was also, like, hard because when I was trying to make up for the 10 grand, I was in here constantly. It was either yeah. soccer, this, or school. Um, had no time for social life. I was starting to drain myself. And so my friends were like, Riley, we miss you like come here like like let's do work something out so like that like this is like my regeneration like we'll all play like our music we have the same music taste and we'll all come in here and like enjoy ourselves and we'll sit here for like two hours all rebuilding or we'll sit here for like an hour disassembling the deck and we'll go to the blast and then I'll like listen to my audiobook so it's a very good like regeneration time and it's so much fun I love it. I love it that you've like combined and now it is like, it's your business, it's your social life, it is all of the things. And gosh, what a, an incredible story that you are supporting, not just yourself. As, at 17, you're supporting yourself and three other girls. Yeah. Did Had any of them been interested in this kind of work previously or are they just, did you teach them everything? 
from the I did, up. yeah. More my dad and I. My dad's a big okay. contester to that. But um, yeah, we kind of taught them all the basics. Katie was very into cars before. Okay. Um, her brother was into cars and her dad's into cars. So like they were very um, car family. She has a really okay. cool tuner car. Um, she had a Porsche before. Her dad has a really old, like really nice car. Um, so she was really into it. She loved it. She jumped all on nice. us. Nice. Um, and then Dagny, we slowly got her into it. Um, <laughs> now she really likes it. And nice. then Amelia converting was into, people. Yes. <laughs> and then Amelia was into like all the older Jeeps and um, Volkswagens and all the buses and like the Yay, Volkswagens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was a very good like dynamic. And then Michaela, who is now with us, um, she is very into like dodge and challengers and all that stuff so she was really nice. into like getting into it and it's, it's cool it's cool to talk about it's cool to say be like yeah i, I work on cars yeah <laughs> it's, it's just so cool to brag about so i definitely agree i think that is phenomenal so are any of you considering doing anything with the automotive industry in the future like professionally or is this like a cool for now and then we're going to move on and do other things. What do you think? Me, definitely. I hope so, at least. Um, I'm going to college, Connecticut College for Engineering. Um, it's a program nice. with environmental engineering for a couple of years and then um, switching into mechanical. Awesome. So that's what I say for now. I feel like that's going to switch up. But yeah, hopefully I say I'm bringing the business up there a little bit with me and I have connections up there. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, Katie, I think, is going into auto school. Um, nice. Amelia is going to marine science and Dagny wants to go into art history. So, okay. Yeah. Nice variety there. That is so cool. So, <coughs> excuse me. So since this all went viral, you're now supporting three other people. Um, you're continuing the business. Um, there's been a bunch of stuff that's happened in your life since the virility of that post, like aside from the business booming, you've had all these incredible opportunities. Can you talk about some of the favorite opportunities you've had since this has all come up? Yeah, definitely. So a couple that stand out would be like SEMA, PRI. Those were crazy. Um, we actually didn't think we were going to be able to get into SEMA this year, but uh, Edelbrock uh, helped us out with that a lot. That was the most like mind-boggling experience ever and I really hope I go back next year um I ran around with Katie and we were just like businessing it up um I remember we actually so I met a bunch of my idols so like Bogey you were one of them um I remember like coming up to you and like and you were just about to go on the stage I was like oh my god you're like I'm so sorry I have to go I'll talk to you later I was like okay <laughs> you were um, so cute it was it was precious <laughs> um, and then I met like Alex Taylor and a bunch of all my like women role models and then a really cool thing that stood out to me was Alex Taylor actually invited us to, into a Penn's Oil after party um nice. and my dad just said you're on your own and so we just started talking to random people Katie and I and at one point we were talking to this very professional business lady and my we go to my dad after right and he goes you know you were talking to like ceo right like high position people right i was like what what are you talking about like, i didn't know who these people were i was just like randomly going up to like women mostly just because like 17 year old and after party you're gonna go up to women 
Um, or like we'd go up to women and then it'd be like the wife of somebody mm -hmm. really important and then they'd bring them over and then like everybody would congregate. So it was like a great opportunity. It taught us how to like be outgoing, how to like speak properly yeah. to people, be polite, please, thank yous. Um, and then a couple others, we slowly started getting into like TV production, podcasts, um, Edelbrock offered us sponsorship. So like that was Amazing. a big one. We did all the like facilities and Edelbrock's been fantastic with us. Um, couldn't ask for like a better like car family. Um, and then we had like Stacey David reach out to us. So we actually have a, a show episode coming out with him on the 22nd as well as garage. Oh my goodness. Garage. Um, oh my goodness. On Motor Trend as well. So you're going to be like, on Motor Trend twice yes. the same day. Yeah. <laughs> And then All Girls Garage was, like, definitely, like, top peak. Like, that was, like, the most – I, like, I watch it with my dad all the time. Like, that was crazy. So, um, so folks who are watching, you have to tune in. So she's going to be a guest on All Girls Garage and a guest on Gears, right? Mm -hmm. And that's both on this Saturday. So Saturday the 22nd, of course, if you're listening to this after the fact, it might have passed, but you can still go watch the episodes on Motor Trend on the app. Um, but make sure you tune in and check her out for her TV debut. This is your first time on TV, right? Yes. That, yeah. I've been on a couple news channels and like okay. local stuff, but like yeah. that, yeah, very crazy experiences. Very excited. I'm so, we have a whole little like brunch party for 11 a.m. on the 22nd. <laughs> and then after that, we all go get ready for prom because prom is also Saturday. Oh, right. Because you're still a 17-year-old, right. <laughs> <laughs> still going to school. Um, so, she, she's yeah. going to SEMA and hobnobbing with CEOs and, <laughs> and then going to prom. I love it. It's amazing. Um, so was, was the TV experience, like, what was that like for you being on TV? Was it overwhelming? Was it exciting? All of the above? Like, you guys made it very comfortable. Like okay. it was very like friendship, just talky, laughy, kind of like this right now. Um, and I had a little bit of experience with like different podcasts or like interviews like this. So it was very oh. nice, simple. Um, and then I did, um, I did a couple YouTube episodes with some okay. other um, companies and people. So I like kind of knew about like the camera situation yeah. and like the recalls, recalls and all that. So it was, it was nice. And then my parents always say I kind of have a weird TV presence. When I was younger, I went into um, <laughs> musical theater so I was oh, okay. very like talkative as a child. So I believe that. I was going to say like you're you're so confident and you come across so clearly and it struck me when we were filming Old Girls Garage as well like how your just your demeanor and your presence like I was going to ask if that was just a natural thing that you've just always had or did it develop over time did you had to work on it it sounds like it was just a natural thing. I would say it's a natural thing. I mean, like, obviously, sixth grade, middle school, I got a little bit more quiet. Like, people were telling me, like, you're so annoying. And, like, I shrunk in a little bit. But then, like, freshman year, I was kind of just, like, people will love me for me. And, like, the six-footness kind of, like, added on to me being, like, confident and scary. So it's, like, <laughs> I like, I I like feeling empowered and, like, having the mindset that, like, I'm king of the world or queen of the world. You know, <laughs> I sounds, love it. It sounds vain and obnoxious, but it is the best mindset to go around. Everybody else are robots. 
I'm living my life. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I love hearing it because, you know, you, I often hear from, you know, people who are really tall or really sure that they like, it it makes them uncomfortable or self-conscious. And you're like, I own it. It's what makes me powerful. It's what makes me awesome. Um, But I love that you have, go ahead. When I was younger, I, I didn't like my height, but I also um, committed for soccer. I'm a goalie, so it's like okay. I need that height. Um, yeah. And like, it hasn't really bothered me since. So I really enjoy it. I like putting since on five it. inch high heels and being six five and taller than all the guys. I love it. I love it. Like, <laughs> if someone is scared of me being six five, that is perfectly fine in my book. <laughs> <laughs> You have such an incredible attitude, but I love that you're like queen of the world kind of mindset. And, but at the same time, you're, you're so down to earth and you're so like humble about all of the craziness that has been happening. And you're going to be on two TV shows this weekend. You have a booming business, you're popping off everywhere. And yet you're still just Riley. And I think that's just so incredible to see and so rare. Huge kudos to your parents um, for raising such an incredible human being. Yeah, my parents were amazing at that. They did all the right decisions. They're like, they they always talk about how like parents don't know what they're doing. They're just like people too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, they don't get report cards like we do at school. So it's like, they're doing a good job. Yeah, really appreciate them. Yeah, our, as parents, your report card is this the like what your kid is doing. And uh, so you reflect very well on them. <laughs> Have you had any other great mentors along the way, aside from mom and dad? Yeah, I've had a couple. Um, like I said, the Edelbrock family has been amazing. They've given all their personal numbers. Anything we need, reach out to them. I've had a bunch of, when I was first started going into like, into all more social media aspects of it I had a bunch of females like reach out and be like this is how you do it like this is what you don't want to do this is what you want to do when you get asked to sponsor this is like how you like approach things this is what you need to ask for Alex Taylor was amazing on that she gave me her personal number and I was like texting her she's like call me text me whenever Uh, that woman like (laughs) would send me paragraphs like like pages of paragraphs on what to do or like what was happening. Was, she was fantastic. She was amazing. Like she took the time out of her day to like help yeah. me, which was amazing. And then um, we met like Warren Johnson um, and a couple other friends along the way. Um, so nice. a bunch of like amazing mentors. Um, I call him Mr. Greg. Um, he did the Quadratech uh, Jeep. He was very helpful reaching out. Um, we met him at SEMA PRI. They kind of mixed together. Okay. SEMA. We met him at SEMA. <laughs> okay. And um, he instantly knew who I was. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. Like, hype me <laughs> up, you know. Um, and then he was like, you need anything? Here's my personal cell. And he's been, like, walking me along the way with a bunch of different other aspects and, like, dealerships and all that. So he's been amazing. Um, and then we have a couple of friends. But, yeah, it's almost everybody's a mentor to me at this point. Like, any it. any little interaction, it's like I take something from it. Um, so very appreciative of everybody. I love it. So let's talk carburetors a Ooh. second. Because again, this is an odd thing. I mean, people people get into cars when they're younger, not a lot of ladies, but we are seeing more and more of that. But like carbs, particularly, like that's a dying, that's a dying art form. It's a, 
you know, there's not a lot of people at all who know how to work on the male, female, old, young, doesn't matter. I, I think that's probably why the industry has been so taken with you to a large degree. Like you're such like this beacon of hope for the future, but also that you're carrying on this tradition and this dying art form. I, I mean, I know the carburetor thing is kind of by chance in the beginning, right? Um, but what is it about them that you love? Why are you sticking with them? Um, why have you stayed strictly on carburetors? Yeah, so I wouldn't say we strictly staying on carburetors for now. Um, we've actually gone to like tunnel rams and other car parts and all of that. Okay. Um, but um, carburetors are simple. They're um, just made so well for what they do. Um, <laughs> and especially with the carburetors we work on, we work on Edelbrocks and now we're kind of like branching out into different ones um but they're just so easy I can come out here in my sleep and do them um they're very easy to take care of they're very easy to clean portable um easy to ship from anywhere so like a big thing for us is we ship all over the country um and carburetors are just like it's a weird niche almost so a lot of people who used to do them are either dying off or like not really looking into it as much anymore um and it's weird because you wouldn't think carburetors are a big thing now because of fuel injection, but they are. It's it's huge. Um, Edelbrock was talking to us about like their um, sales, and it, it is like been more than ever. And especially because COVID hit, everybody's been working on their old projects, um, which require carburetors. So mm-hmm. um, very very cool um, machine work and everything. And then especially because a bunch of com- carburetor companies are either stopping their what they're making or um just aren't there anymore so like the only like major carburetors i would think of to go on is like edelbrock or holly like obviously there's like special carburetors for certain cars but um wherever i go someone calls me and they're like oh i have this carb and i I don't know i'm like you should do this carburetor or you should do this edelbrock carburetor um they're just so simple and easy um i love it yeah it's interesting too, because I, I think a lot of people are really intimidated by them and, and would not think they're easy, right? Um, but so it's interesting to hear your perspective on it and that it's just a totally different mindset. Like, do you get calls from customers a lot who are just like totally overwhelmed by it and they're like, I, I don't understand, I don't know what to do? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, I was also there at one point or another, like, my dad's in the know it all. Like he is the wisdom. He's the key. He's where I go whenever I have questions, you know? Yeah. Um, And so we just watch YouTube videos. Like YouTube videos is all you need in life um, for anything really. (laughs) Um, And so all you need videos. Yeah. All you need YouTube. If I could pick one app to have YouTube, I'd be it. Good to know. All right. (laughs) Um, no, like everything you could find and like people will be like, I need a two mic carburetor. My carburetor is like flooding my engine. Like what's going on? Like, I don't understand this. And in most of the time when you're having engine problems, if you have a carburetor, it's the carburetor. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like fixing your carburetor is one of the first things everybody should do. And like it, people don't have the resources. People don't know what to look for. People don't know how to tune their carburetors properly. Um, and it, it's like, you have to do a little digging and you have to be able to fail a bit, but like you'll get there eventually. And especially like 
depending on how easy and people have their preferences but like I believe Edelbrock's easier than like Holly's for example just because there's so many figurations of Holly's I haven't even looked into a Holly yet so it's like I'm biased (laughs) maybe a little (laughs) have you have you worked on any carburetors that you hated working on that they were like this is like way complicated and a pain in the butt to work on Edelbrock has a very old carburetor that they don't sell anymore. Okay. Um, oh, shoot, I'm blanking on the name. That's okay. <laughs> but it is like crazy big, crazy interior, like everything. Um, it, Were it, you about like, to say interior design? <laughs> I wasn't about to say interior design. I was. I love it's like, it. yeah, for, for the win. Um, yeah, that's some crazy <laughs> interior design. It's like, it's bulky, <laughs> chunky. There's so many parts to take out. You don't know what goes back in. And it's just very difficult. They're very time consuming. And I mean, if I put my mind to it and like went down, like put my mind to it and like really wanted to do it, I would. But it's just, no. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. Most of the that. For the win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the girls are also getting the different carburetors, too. So um, Dagny is getting into auto lights, I think. Okay. Um, And then Amelia is getting into Weber's. So they are. So you guys are going to all have your little specialties? Yes. And then I think think I'm going to look into a couple others just because Summer's knocking up. Um, knocking on the door a little mm-hmm. uh, and because we have so much time it would be really nice and the whole part of Riley's Rebuilds is um, a lot of people will call me asking for different carburetors specific carburetors that like we don't do and I have to turn away so many people um, gotcha. and that's just that's profit kind of running out Yeah. so hopefully we get some more in I don't have to turn away as many people um, and yeah We've also looked into like other business stuff too. So like okay. we have we have some friends that own a carburetor rebuilding shop that we send everybody to if we cannot do their carburetor. So very okay. exciting. Very nice. Are you I'm I have so many questions. So many <laughs> questions. Okay. Um so first question. Um do you handle the business side of things too? Like are you doing like the bookkeeping and all of like that kind of stuff too? Yeah. So you're learning all so my the dad pieces. Yeah. Uh-oh. My dad, um, my, when I was younger, my dad would take care of most of it. And he's still more of like the boss ish. Like he's more of a stern tone <laughs> voice because I, I can't do that to my friends. Like they're my best friends. And like, we've had, we've had bickerments <laughs> in the past about just me being like a more stern boss. So he does more of like the bossing, but we have did just adjusted 1099 taxes and all of that um payments and kind of all the emails all the business stuff um my dad has all the like access to everything just because i am still a minor 17 there are people out there who are not in the best mindset for what um our brand is um so he he'll oversee everything we're doing emails for businesses together um so it's a very like together yeah, but that makes that makes sense but you're involved in all of it so the PLs and all of that good stuff so you're learning all the business side of things too mm-hmm. what are you what a tremendous opportunity like go parenting i freaking i love it i love everything about this <laughs> all right next question is back to carburetors so um 
common misconceptions or like if you could tell the world like the truth about carburetors do you encounter like similar misconceptions over and over again in the questions that people ask you no okay it's people will be like oh my carburetor is not working um did i like break it or something like that right <laughs> like something like did i overuse it did i overrun it and most of right. the time it's either gaskets drying up okay um springs uh despringing i don't know what that's called but like becoming not <laughs> i like that we'll go with anymore. that <laughs> um or like it's just gooky inside so a lot of the time gasoline makes the the carburetor itself really gooky or like sometimes you can catch a carburetor on fire so it's like that will like not make it work and the floats are um there's like a puncture wound in, in a float and gasoline gets in it it doesn't float anymore so that'll flood your engine and all that so that's kind of just like the basic like okay. questions that people come and be like i have a problem with this and like we'll always say send it to us we'll like take a look at it, replace replace everything. It should be good as new. Um, and send it back. And if it's keep if it keeps doing that, we can like FaceTime diagnostic. Okay. Diagnostic. So you're doing well. That works. Diagnostics that works too. Um, so you're doing a lot of diagnostics as well as the actual repairs and yeah. So you kind of have if if I'm hearing correctly, you kind of have three different kind of components to the business. Like you're yeah. rebuilding ones and selling them. People are sending you ones to rebuild and you're sending them back. And then you're helping people with diagnosing and figuring out what's going on. Yeah. Is that my dad, my dad is a big one on the helping because people will be like, oh, I have this car, I have this engine, I have this CFM. Um, and sometimes that that I can't really help as much as my dad can. Um, and then I also have like some people be like, Are you sure? Like, I don't really are you like I call like they call me, but they don't really trust me. So Interesting. I'll just like, I'll hand it to my dad sometimes. Um, so even if your answer was right, they still are just kind of hesitant. Well, yeah, I I can know, I'm always hesitant too. That's the thing is like, I don't want to give someone bad information and like hurt their engine or like, so I always double check with my dad. Like my dad does everything. So it's always like that. Is this right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Has the response from people been overwhelmingly supportive and, or have you had any like negative, negative stuff? Has anybody like given you a hard time? I mean, either, either the community, like the automotive industry or friends, family, other people at school, like strangers on the internet. What's the response been? Response has been very supportive. Um, I mean, obviously you're going to get the people that are like, you know, they're mean, but it's like, okay, you're going to be mean to a 17 year old trying to make a living for themselves. What are you doing? You're on your computer. <laughs> writing comments. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really get to me as much as it would to others. Um, and the support's been crazy. It's like, we kind of say our following is it's the older generation. I'm following is mostly the older generation. So we kind of say it's like loving grandpas. Like I have, thousands of grandpas like looking out for me or like they'll be like your seatbelt's not on like put your seatbelt on or like when we first started we weren't wearing gloves when breaking down all the like really easy mm. carburetors and we had a bunch of people be like wear gloves sending in gloves and they sent us like free gloves like it's like people like that um 
or it'll be like, just what you wanted. 5,000 grandpas. (laughs) No, it's amazing. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Like any, any problems I have, I just feel, I could just go online and ask anybody and they'd help me. It's amazing. And then we'll have like people reach out being like, Hey, when's your next like dance, like school dance? Like, can we pay a meal for you? Or like, can we support you in some way that's like not through your business, but through your personal life? So it's like, I've had people be like, can we put in money to your college tuition? Like, here's a bank account. Like, can we do something for you? Like people are really sweet. So it's been a great support, especially like social life, like personal life. And then like also the business life. Um, And anybody I talk to is like, like they'll give me their time like they they just like are so nice like they'll give their time they'll give 30 minutes of their time to me if I like called anybody up and it's so it's so sweet of everybody the world is taken with you for sure do you do you have a sense of why that is like why you've had such a huge response I have people tell me but it's like I don't know it's like I'm a hometown Bradington girl like I don't I don't really think that I should have gotten a response, but I appreciate the response. Um, people say it's because it's like the youth or like the like pureness of it. Um, I'm not like putting my body out there for products and I'm not like following that path. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that path. It's just not for me. Um, and then people like the idea that like I didn't try to get famous on social media like it kind of just happened it was more natural and it's a great story so yeah it's a fantastic story and it is exactly your first response like I don't know I'm just a girl from Bradenton like that is why we are also taken with you because you're you're you are such a spark of light for the future of the automotive industry an example of young women getting into this industry you're bringing more women into the industry and just doing it in such a wholesome down-to-earth phenomenal way um i think the the industry has just rallied around you because you're so like this is what we want our future to look like and you are it and it is beautiful and we love it (laughs) so i'm so glad that all of this amazing success has been coming your way do you have any like things are on your bucket list like that you would really love to be able to do or accomplish or work on or some event that you'd love to go to is there like stuff that's on you're like oh my god I would totally die to go do xyz I don't know uh, mm, not really okay so, that sounds weird yeah but it's like <laughs> I have so many opportunities that it's like I take those and make them big like I just really like where I'm at right now and especially because I'm leaving for Connecticut Florida Connecticut's a, a big jump yeah. Um, I'm moving to Connecticut in four months. So it's like, oh my gosh, nothing seriously crazy. And like, I don't know what college is going to be like. And I don't know what college is going to hold. So I don't really want to like get my mind, like sit on anything. I would love to go to SEMA next year. Um, definitely a car shows always, obviously. Um, my dad is amazing at bringing me to like cool places that like I've always thought I wanted to go to so like I've experienced so much in this last year that's like yeah I don't really need anything else like I love what I like what I do right now well and you're about to go on this huge um new adventure new chapter with college are you excited are you nervous are you like this is coming up soon nervous obviously but I've also I've gone I used to go to camp for nine weeks, no no running water, no lights, no electronics. Yep. Um, okay. 
and we could only write letters to our families. So it was very rustic, very old. Um, and so I feel like that prepared me a bit. Um, and then I have family near Connecticut. So my grandma's up there. Um, nice. And then a couple, a bunch of companies are up there that have already reached out. So like business is kind of solved. And then I'm going to be on the soccer team. Okay. So I already kind of have a family. Like we've all been talking already. I kind of already have an idea of who I want to room with. So nice. like I'm figuring everything out slowly. So I think I'll yeah. be good. I think I'm better off than most people. Let's just say that. So like, and I'm not one to kind of worry or stress. Um, I kind of just say that that's stupid. Stress is dumb. <laughs> um, and so I kind of just go with the flow. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I love I'm, it. I'm sad I'm leaving hometown. I'm sad I'm leaving my mom and dad and my brother and my friends. Um, but I also know like I can come down whenever and like we're figuring out stuff. Like we think we might come. Yeah. I come down here like once a month to do filming and like touch in with the business. And then hopefully my brother might take up some of the business with his friends. So like, okay, yes, nice. we have a female generation, but we also might bringing in some more younger um, generation. Yeah. So he's in eighth grade. So hopefully he'll, because uh... he does go-karts right now. Okay. So we have all the- You gotta pass the torch, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, hopefully he'll take it up a little bit. And then obviously I'll take it up a little bit up um, north, but- so I'm you are you're gonna take the business with you to college and you're gonna work on stuff there too? Yeah, definitely. Um we actually had the coach reach out to us and say that we could possibly find a place in the engineering building um nice. for a couple of the parts. All it is is soda blast machine and ultrasonic tank. And I don't really need a soda blast machine if I just take it a little bit longer and scrub it down with like a toothbrush or something. So um always can figure something out with that. And then tuning is easy. I can find any like older car area. Um, car shop, um, repair shop, and uh, tune for them. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. Do you know if any of the other girls that work with you now, are they going to be, are they all going, you're all the same age, they're going to college yeah. too, right? Yeah. Are you, any of them going to the same school as you? No, no one's going okay. to the same school. I, I kind of did that on purpose. Okay. Um, I definitely wanted to like get out of my hometown experience, new like realms, new whether my parents are from up north my dad was in massachusetts my mom was in long island they came down here so I'm, i've been a floridian baby all my life um <laughs> so definitely wanted to experience something new wanted to experience the four seasons i wanted yeah. to get away from everybody a little bit have a new like beginning um kind of figure out who i am like i feel like i know who i am but i also feel like everybody changes to who they're hanging yeah. out with or who they're with and having a fresh start would just be uh, really good for me Absolutely. You have such an amazing attitude. Again, wise beyond your years, like your attitude and your outlook on things. As somebody commented, new mantra, stress is dumb. Uh, with that punched <laughs> up on the screen. Like, it's so great. I, do you, is, does anything bum you out? Does anything stress you out? Or like, are you just have this amazing attitude all the time? Or do you have things where you come up against challenges and like it overwhelms you and gets you down? I, I tried to have this this attitude all the time. I mean, I have a amazing family life like an amazing home amazing school like everything's I'm not trying to be like vain but everything's going very well for me right now um yeah. friend group's amazing my friends are amazing um it's just, I'm living life like it's senior year there's no reason for anything to really bum me out and if it does like it's there for a couple couple minutes and then it goes away um I, I mean like recently I've been really sick lately 
but that's just because um, my immune system hasn't been the best with me. And mm. so a bunch of things have come up. So I've been to the doctor a lot, but like my school has been really patient with me um, and my family has been really, really good at like helping and supporting. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you're, you're, again, your attitude is amazing. I think a lot of the stuff that you deal with probably would get other people down and, and, you know, it all depends on your outlook and your attitude. And yes, you've got a ton of stuff going for you and a ton of stuff that's fantastic. But I hope you take ownership too, that like your outlook and your attitude is what makes that what it is. So I hope you own that. Um, we are getting close to the end of our hour already. Unbelievable. Oh. I know. did not feel like an hour at all. I know. It went by really, really fast. And I, I normally, like the final question that I normally ask people is what would you tell your younger self? But you're like, you are your younger self. Right <laughs> <now>. So, um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a twist on that. We're going to do a two part question. Like if, like, if you could like plant like the, the letter, the message to your older self, like to the things to remember, the things to hold on to, like things not to forget. What is your message to your older self? Mm. <laughs> mm. That's a good question. I'd probably <laughs> say, um, <sighs> work hard, but not too hard. Um, keep your morals. Stay like who you are. Don't change for anybody. Um, go take a vacation. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, that was like, I don't know. Like tell the people that you love, you love them. Like that cute stuff. <laughs> like go remind everybody. I love it. Take a vacation. That is a perfect one. Work hard, not too hard. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like absorb your advice into my own mind because I need to listen to it. Um, and for um, any other girls out there or boys who see what you're doing and are inspired by it, like what do you what do you suggest to them if they don't know where to start and they really want to get into doing what you whether it's owning a business or whether it's working on cars or whatever it is, what's your advice? Jump into it if you can. I know like money is difficult sometimes. Um, reaching out to parents for support. I know some people don't always have that. So like getting a local job, um, there are scholarships or people that are willing to help you always. If you send a quick little email, continue emailing people. Like it might seem like I'm chasing them. I shouldn't be like bothering them, but you're not. Um, even just like starting a mini social platform, like trying to kind of get your voice out there um, and just like stepping a foot through the door, like just just getting out there um, and starting it. Like, don't let anything scare you. Um, people are going to be mean. Let them be mean. Um, and then you're going to have like 10 times more people that are nice. I love it. Perfect. Perfect words of advice all the way around. You are a phenomenal young woman. Um, again, you are a beacon of light for this industry. And I cannot wait to see how your career and your life and your journey continues to unfold. So thank you so, so very much for agreeing to join me for this hour. Um, and guys, make sure you tune in to All Girls Garage and check out her her TV debut, which is also a simultaneous debut on Gears. So two TV debuts this weekend. Make sure you go watch them. Um, and of course, 
make sure you come back here next week for another awesome interview. We have another phenomenal tradeswoman that we are going to be joined by. Uh, next week, we are going to be joined by a welder. So welders of the audience. I know there's been lots of requests for more welders. So uh, we have a phenomenal welder who's going to be joining us next Wednesday. And of course, we do an archive episode release every Monday. So you can go and watch some of the past episodes. Uh, we've been doing this for three years now, although we're new to YouTube and we're new to the official podcast world. Um, we do have 134 past episodes that we're slowly releasing over time. If you prefer to listen to your podcast, you can listen to With Her Two Hands anywhere where you get podcasts. Um, just search for With Her Two Hands and you can find it on Spotify, Apple, Google, all of the above. Um, and of course, right here on YouTube. Every Monday for an archive episode, every Wednesday for a live stream. Make sure you tune in and join us live and bring your questions for our guests. Um, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, and of course, hit like, hit subscribe, and come back next week. Big thanks again to Riley for taking time out of her day to join us. Make sure you watch her on Saturday on both of her TV appearances and follow her on social media so you can catch up with all of her adventures and keep up with what she's got going on. And again, of course, big thank you to our sponsors, Drive Time, for helping make this all possible. And big thanks, most importantly, to you all at home for hanging out with us here and watching another awesome episode of With Her Two Hands Celebrating Women in the Trades. Until I see you next time, be good to yourselves, be good to one another. See you later.